0: Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video or podcast on your favorite platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the videos or MP3 files, which you can download and enjoy without commercial interruptions. If you're into classic horror, ghost, and adventure stories, I narrate Nightshade Diary, and you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If scary stories are your bag, and listening to encounters with cryptids, ghost, dogmen, and other weird creatures sends a shiver up your spine, then go to SupernaturalStoryTime.com for links to our weekly podcasts. Noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird can be found at eerie.news or visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at Miami Ghost Chronicles.com. Please subscribe to my newsletter on Substack just go to mppelliser.com for a link. I want to thank you for being part of my audience and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, how's everybody doing? Good I hope. Everybody, Everything is good here. Everything is very good here. Um, I'm going to uh i'm gonna take it even though like I, I i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago even though halloween is my favorite time of year it's my my birthday's in october but i've always liked it it's like <laughs> everywhere i go it's like this is too early you know it feels almost like it's like they're hurrying the holidays along and it was like once upon a time all right first it was labor day going you know going back to school labor day labor day you know barbecues end of summer and then you would start seeing some of the Halloween stuff and it's like, forget that, get out. It's like, holy, this is too much, you know. But um, around uh, where I'm at, you know, Northern Florida, believe it or not, it, we've already had a little bit of a temperature change if you come out like at four or five in the morning. Uh, we already had um, temperatures dipping into the 60s. And I know that for some people that's the norm. But for Florida, even northern Florida, that's unusual because at the days, I mean, there's like a 20 or 25 uh, degree uh, difference in temperature. It's hot in the middle of the day, but it'll dip down and it's just like, you know, those 70, 69 degrees. So, yeah, you could you can feel that little flavor of already the seasons are changing. So let's see what happens with that. Um, again uh, I know some people had asked me about the new book that I was working on well you know how they say that life gets in the way well <laughs> something like I was writing an article that morphed into a book it just took over it just you know I couldn't stop myself so I'm gonna be shortly releasing a book it's called the phantoms of the follies and basically it talks about this you know I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the Zigfield follies they were um, very scandalous for their time period, which is around the Time of the Flappers, Jazz Era, Prohibition, and um, Ziegfeld, uh, Florence Ziegfeld, he put together these like a a review of girls and scantily clad, of course, Uh, and that a lot of them had some really interesting stories to the point that uh, there was a, a, I don't want to say a joke, but there was also almost a story told about a curse uh, being placed on some of these people involved with the Zigfield Follies, and that's what the book is about. It's really interesting. Anyway, I will let you guys know um, once I release it first on Kindle. I'll give you a link for it, and uh, also when it's going to go for pre-order, and then my other Sybil book, which I'm still working on, which went on the back burner. I'm going to have to delay maybe releasing that maybe December, maybe January. It depends. You know, one of those things that happens, but I'll keep you guys posted as to what's happening with that okay now let's get on to the good part the good part is who i have as a guest today and this gentleman this is the first time he's on stories of the supernatural his name is tim r Swartz, and he is an indiana native hold on a minute i just unplugged my headphones marlene here we go he is an indiana native and emmy award-winning television producer videographer and he's the author of a number of popular books including the lost journals of nikola tesla america's strange and supernatural history Tim R. Swartz's Big Book of Incredible Alien Encounters, Geff The Talking Mongoose, Time Travel, Fact Not Fiction, Richard Shaver, Reality of the Inner Earth, Admiral Byrd's Secret Journey Beyond the Poles, and he is a contributing writer for books such as Brad Steiger's Real Monsters, Gruesome Critters and Beasts from the Dark Side, and Real Ghosts, Restless Spirits and Haunted Places as a photojournalist Tim has traveled extensively and investigated paranormal phenomena and other unusual mysteries from such diverse locations as the Great Pyramid in Egypt to the Great Wall in China. He has worked with national and international television networks. He's also appeared on the History Channel's program Ancient Aliens and the History Channel Latin America series Contacto Extraterrestre. His articles have been published in magazines such as Mysteries, Fate, strange atlantis rising ufo universe flying saucer review renaissance and unsolved ufo reports as well tim is a writer and editor of the online newsletter conspiracy journal a free weekly email newsletter considered essential reading by paranormal researchers worldwide uh, he's also the host of the webcast program exploring the bizarre heard thursday nights at 10 p.m eastern standard time at KCoreRadio.com. and just a few weeks ago he released a new book Titled alien artifacts incredible evidence of exotic material from ufo encounters and we're going to talk to him about that Absolutely, but help me welcome him. How are you doing today Tim?
1: Hi Marlene? Thank you very much for uh, having me as a guest on stories of the supernatural
0: No, on the contrary. It's it's my pleasure. I want to ask you How did you get involved in this field?
1: Well, you know and I'm sure that when you ask this questions with a lot of people they'll say oh well it started out when i was a kid and uh, that's the way it was with me with the exception that i was kind of drug kicking and screaming into it um when i was a kid i i i didn't really have any interest in in these subjects i i i was interested in in science and astronomy Especially and and the space program and you know being that
0: I I have to laugh I want to interrupt you real quick because you're you're this is great because you're absolutely right I always get the opposite angle (laughs) when people get interested in this keep going uh,
1: but you know being a kid from Indiana I was more interested in you know basketball and the Indianapolis Mm five hundred you know racing things like that Uh, but uh, around when I was in third grade. Uh, there used to be a thing that uh, Scholastic Book Service would put out. Uh, it was uh, a weekly paper, and all I can think of now is the Weekly World News, but that wasn't it. That was you know, the Weekly World News, mm-hmm. that, that excellent black-and-white uh, uh, tabloid with uh, stories like Boy Trapped in Refrigerator Eats Own Foot, you know, that's, that sort of thing. Now, this was an aggregate newspaper uh, geared for kids of all the, uh, of the weeks past, you know, headlines our teacher would hand out stories from this newspaper to people and then we'd have to write up, you know, like a little essay and then, you know, uh, give it in front of the class. Well, one time I was given a story about flying saucers. This would have been around, you know, 1968, and there was a flap, a UFO flap, going on in certain parts of the country at the time. So uh, this, this was actually a time when newspapers, uh, when there were newspapers, would actually you know, run these types of stories. So, I mean, I had no idea you know, uh, about flying saucers or, or UFOs. So, you know, I, I gave my story, wrote it up, and then presented it in front of the class. Well from that day on i was the flying saucer guy uh, everyone uh, you know, always you know, they, they like to make fun of me you know i was the guy who believed in little green men from mars and things like that and i was just like well, i i don't <laughs> i don't know any of this stuff i don't care but you know how kids are they find something and you know they they pin it on you but what started to become interesting to me is that you know in a group, you know, people make fun of you and stuff. But then later, individuals would come up to me and say, you know, I don't believe in this stuff, but. but. <laughs> and then they would proceed to tell me stories about, you know, they were on vacation and their family saw, you know, a UFO over their car or uh, they were sleeping at night and their dead uh, grandma Irma, you know, was appearing at their uh, their their bedstines, you know, stories like that. And, you know, as time went on, I realized that people were actually having really bizarre, unexplained experiences and didn't know what to do about it. All right. Now, nowadays, you know, people may have a better idea about these kinds of 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 weird events due to reality television I mean you can turn on and and see sure. shows about hunting bigfoot or uh, uh UFOs or ghosts or things like that you know I mean when I was growing up you know, you may be able to find uh, some paperback books with uh, I think uh,
0: Hans Holster was about the only one writing up ghost stories at that. Yeah, time.
1: well, Brad Steiger, see, Brad Steiger yeah. was uh, one of the first uh, people that I actually ran across paperback books that you get at the drugstore uh, mm-hmm. at you know you know fifty cents uh, for for a book, but at that time, you know, most people had no idea about these kind of things and. You know, if you have somebody who is having a ghostly experience or had a, a UFO encounter, I think that it's only natural their first reaction is, oh, my God, I'm crazy. You know? And so when people people would come to me with these stories and I would listen to them. Which was something that most of them, you know, uh, didn't get that opportunity because you know you mm-hmm. would never go and tell your friends or your family well, families the worst, you know, uh, for <laughs> yeah, for right. for yeah, for fear of just being teased. I mean, Thanksgiving
0: forever uh, would, after you will be known as that person. In the exactly,
1: family. you know, Thanksgiving will be a nightmare for the rest of your life. You oh, saw a ghost, you know, what have that you? Kind of thing, yeah. uh, so, um, and so I would always tell people. You know, you can tell me these stories. You know, I'm, I'm not here to judge you or, or, or anything like that. I I probably am not going to be giving you any kind of explanation of what's going on. Sure. That's that's what the mystery is is all about. But you can be assured that if you tell me this story, I'm not going to laugh at you. More than likely, you know, I'm going to tell you, yeah, you know, other people have had the very same kind of experience. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not anything that... Uh, you know, you're gonna worry about that. You're that you're losing your mind, sure. and so many people. Yeah, you know, boy, I tell you, it's it's it, it's really gratifying because you can see that weight lifted off their shoulders. They may never tell anybody else their experience mm-hmm. ever again, but just knowing that uh, that they're not crazy that, that right you or know, that
0: even the person besides not laughing at them that that person can say I, I can't tell you what it is, but I have heard other people tell me a similar story yes because they kind of sometimes i think people feel like the universe picked on them <laughs> right right and knowing that there's other people out there that have had that same thing and almost like they feel like it's a cloud over them it makes it well, feel better well they
1: a lot of people feel isolated yes. you know because they may not know that other people have had these kinds of experiences and, sure. and because they 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 dare not tell anybody else. You know they have to live with that. And and considering all the types of weird things that happen, yes. you know, to people on this planet throughout history, you know, there's some really bizarre stuff that you know I wouldn't blame somebody uh, sure. for 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 thinking that uh, you know something's wrong with them. Uh, especially you know you look at some of these uh, really bizarre cryptid sightings, dogman sure. or the you know, the the, the the winged creatures that look like, right. you know, they've jumped off of a medieval tapestry. So, I mean, that's really what got me going with all of this are these individual experiences that people had, people who weren't looking for publicity or to make any money. They just had something weird happen to them, and they... They, they, they need to tell somebody.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna at least be able to tell one person, and and hopefully you're not gonna be like, what? Yeah.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. I think yeah. for a lot
0: of these people, it, it, I think that besides the fear of, um, you know, that that being believed or like you said, the family, they kind of almost, I think that to some of them, depending on what their experiences, the reality shifts their paradigm. Is it's difficult. Because all of a sudden, you see or experience something that you thought didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And for some people, this is really difficult to adjust. Like, my life was so great before now, when these things were either sci-fi or something you'd see in the movies, and then all of a sudden, your your reality kind of like goes sideways. People don't realize that depending on your temperament, that could really be exhausting to try to be normal, in other words, once you're aware of this.
1: For most people, we live our daily lives almost like a robot, you know. Mm -hmm. We get up, have our breakfast, drive to work, come home, have dinner, you know, watch TV, you know, go take the kids uh, to, uh, 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 you know, softball or or whatever, go to bed, do it all over again. If, say you're going to work the next morning and suddenly this uh, disc shaped craft lands in front of you and the little guys come out and gather up rocks and plants, jump back in and it flies away. Where do you categorize that in your brain? You know, We all have like little filing systems in our head sure. where you know, our daily mundane lives, Are filed away you know go to work okay it goes in this file drink coffee goes in this file you know little gray guys coming out of a uh, flying saucer uh, 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 there's no there's no filing system for that so I mean for for a lot of people it does it it just completely (laughs) discombobulates their lives well Uh, think
0: about it if you so let's say let's say that experience that you just described somebody sees a flying saucer right we're not even talking abduction just a flying saucer unmistakably and yeah i'm thinking and then i've heard also that also it opens the door what else is out there that the supposedly doesn't exist that now can it it could be like mind altering for a lot of people because it's just then the horizon becomes really fuzzy as to what really is out there
1: oh yes exactly exactly and uh you know, uh, uh, so many people, their lives have been fundamentally changed uh, because of these experiences. Now, you know, it's like I said before, I think because of reality uh, uh, television, for better or worse, has exposed more people to the ideas that, that, you know, uh, bizarre things happen. But again, there is that difference between something that you're seeing on television and then something that you have, uh, you know, I- experience in, re- in real life. And I think, you know, a lot of people will, you know, kind of have this, uh, um, you know, macho type of attitude. Oh, well, you know, if I see a ghost, you, you will know, punch it yeah, the right, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Most people, when they see something that they cannot explain, they generally freeze and just watch what's going on with their mouth hanging open, and then or run.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: you yeah. know, it's uh, a lot of times people don't though. That's the funny thing because yeah, you know, that's uh, I, I know that uh, uh, my daughter, my sixteen-year-old daughter, you know, she says, "Oh well, if I ever saw anything weird like that, you know, I would run," and I'd mm, well, you know, would you really? You know, most people they find themselves, you know, frozen. At the spot, yeah, right. till actually everything is, oh, you know, that, that uh, uh, fight or flight response, except it's more like the deer in the headlights yep. type right. of, uh, 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 of situation. It's only afterwards that they either run or break down into tears or have, you know, an existential crisis or vomit. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that happens a lot. Crying, like I said, crying, a lot of people will break down into tears and, you know, just because it's just such a, um, a life altering experience.
0: Tim, let me ask you, once you started getting involved in this field, Uh, Because I've heard of people that once you start getting involved in a field, all of a sudden things start happening to you. Either you witness things or you experience things? Did that ever happen to you?
1: Well, I have had um, uh, unusual experiences. Um, But I do tend to kind of be the the ghost or um, uh, paranormal repellent.
0: <laughs> well, and, and the reason why I say this is like even but even I'm not even talking paranormal. I'm even talking let's say UFO sightings. you know, I've heard of people that get involved in this field and before they had never had any type of experiences. Mm-hmm. And, I, and all of a sudden it's like when you immerse yourself in this, whether it's writing about it or interviewing people or gathering data, and then all of a sudden, it's almost like you start pulling in this like a magnetic you know to have these experiences. Or weird stuff that it's like man this is unusual mm-hmm. um, it's almost like you're like pulling these things in just because once you open that door kind of deal
1: right right well and it's it it is true I think that uh, that people who who start becoming interested in this kind of stuff and and open their mind to it it's it's almost like um, it's almost like you become a spotlight in the you know other you know other realities that at times can draw uh, uh, these things to you and and you know I'll, I'll have to put uh, certain kinds of UFO experiences right up there with uh, uh, ghosts and, and certain kinds of cryptids there there does seem to be almost a unified field theory. Uh, when it comes right. to these things, so I have a tendency to kind of, uh, you know, lump them all uh, together. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in, uh, uh, in my research and investigations, I have had some, uh, uh, some, some truly uh, unexpected and, and bizarre uh, uh situations uh you know happen to me uh, but also a lot of times you know say like uh if I'm with a group and we're looking at a location, that has reportedly, you know, say, you know, has had paranormal activity. A lot of times, you know, nothing will happen when I'm right. there. But as soon mm-hmm. as I leave, then, you know, then all the uh, stuff starts happening. The furniture moves around. Oh, sure. And the, that, that, blood, that, the blood a falls from the wall, and you know.
0: <laughs> and you know what? And I tell everybody, because I've been doing investigations since the 1990s. And in other words, like I tell everybody, this is when you had to pay to develop film, you know, back then. Yep. Before you the reality shows and all this, and you know, and I know, I understand that these reality shows basically their premise more than anything is entertainment. But I have to laugh because it's they go to all these places and of course something always happens and that's not the reality of no. this field. You could go and sometimes nothing happens or you're lucky if you get a, like a squeak. And then other times you go and if you try to figure out, yeah, some people will say, well, sometimes it has to do maybe an anniversary. But bottom line, have you ever tried to time it? why you never will get a really good idea why some days or some nights or whatever you get full blast or something really like wow that everybody experiences and then other times you go and you're lucky if you get like a chill down your spine that's the best Mm -hmm. you know who knows what goes on in you know the supernatural side of things uh so when you see some of these shows that every time they go something happens it's like okay all right and, uh, and I tell everybody, a lot of people that get involved in this, doing these, uh, joining these groups, later on they find that sometimes they're bored because they go out to some of these places and it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's it. That's the part they left out.
1: Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, when you go to these places, you also have to be prepared uh, to run into the uh, uh, very mundane explanations, you, sure. know, uh, 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 you know, creaking creaking pipes, animals in the walls. You know, yes. sometimes you know they, it ends up being just the most you know uh, simple explanations. But you know, but, uh, you know I, I always like to give uh, people the benefit of the doubt, and and you know, and of course, if if a family say is undergoing something that that they feel is beyond the, the the realm of the ordinary then you know anything that happens can really cause that to escalate so that any creak in the walls or you know a branch brushing against the windowsill can be interpreted as uh you know it's something fine. yeah something you know supernatural so i mean you know when when i was doing uh more active um uh, ghostly investigations i would always mm-hmm. you know sit down and talk with the families you know first and and i had people who were with me as well who were 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 very good at just being able to calm people down and assure them that even if there wasn't you know a, a logical explanation to what was going on that the majority of the time there really wasn't anything to be afraid of that most of the time these experiences you know really have a uh, um, a half life so to speak you know where uh, you'll have a lot of activity uh, and then maybe nothing will happen for a while then it comes back and has a lot of activity but then it generally then you know goes away and doesn't come back again and uh, and and of course um anybody that would be afraid that they were dealing with some kind of demonic or or you know uh, yeah. evil types of entities you know we sure. would you know we would assure them that uh yeah that's that's probably not the case and 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 if you are dealing with some kind of paranormal element that you have to remember that it is very, it's like an echo chamber, you know, if you react to it in a way, say like, you know oh my gosh, there's demons in the house and start hanging oh, yeah. up crosses <laughs> yeah. and you know, get get the holy water out and things yeah. like that, well whatever this you know, whatever this intelligence is whatever it is that is going on and, and, and who knows that's why we're doing all this stuff that's why we're looking into it to try to make these determinations you know it's going to go and say well if you think that you know i'm a demon or evil spirit hey guess what you know i'm a demon uh, or evil you know then next thing you
0: see, you guys running around
1: (laughs) well exactly you know the crosses get turned upside down the bibles are burned and things like that you know when i know that there was one case it wasn't us i can't remember who who it was that that did this but um they were at a, uh, a house that was being haunted by a poltergeist, and one mm-hmm. of the investigators erroneously said that they had heard that poldergeist enjoyed um, ripping the heads off of photographs. Oh, um. And, and that really, that wasn't the case. That was just something that they thought they had heard, but, you know, that's not right. something that you really see a lot. Well, then, sure enough, the next day, you know, photographs in the house started having the tops <laughs> of the pictures ripped off. So, you know, this, this phenomenon does have a tendency to be what you think that it's going to be. You know, it, it's got its own tricks up its sleeve, but you know, if you're supplying it with some kind of energy in the forms of of belief systems, then it's going to mimic those belief systems a lot of times.
0: Oh, absolutely! I tell everybody, back 20 years ago, let's say, people by the time they ever called anybody, if they did, they had already gone. They had already gone through the electrician. They had already called the plumber. You know, they themselves had gone through trying to figure out. What it was that was causing the disturbance whatever it was mm-hmm. by the time they called somebody in it was a very hush hush because at, they were at their rope end. they couldn't figure out what it was i say fast forward 20 years now family hears some weird noise everybody runs out and sleeps in the car <laughs> because <laughs> we've been primed that now like you just were saying any weird noise or something oh it cannot be a logical explanation like uh the wind or a trapped animal or something you know, it? no it's the ghost you know maybe <laughs> and of course everybody including the dad <laughs> everybody's like grab your blanket and the pillow we're sleeping in the car
1: <laughs> well so. you know and, and i th- and i think that a lot of people you know uh would be excited by that prospect for some reason uh,
0: yes uh, you know yeah that,
1: uh, i know ooh, that uh, you know it's, it's, it's like you were talking about at the beginning of your program you know halloween's coming coming up soon and uh you know there are a lot of people but the thing is
0: that once upon a time halloween was like only a little time of the year now it's like 365 you know where people like get caught up in that hey that's Um, that's
1: fine with me halloween's my christmas you know (laughs) it's like i I love halloween
0: but it was like how can i say once you take the how can i say it because i I loved halloween i liked you know when people would actually go trick-or-treating and all that great stuff but it was like, uh, you know, it takes the specialness out of it because it was that one time of the year where, hey, you know, you dressed up, if you were a kid, even later on, what costume were you again to get, if you went to a party, and that was it. That was like, that's why it was special. It's the one time of the year that, you know, you heard ghost stories and all that stuff. You know, that's like, yeah. it, yep. it something becomes, what is it, familiarity breeds contempt kind of deal, even though I'm not <laughs> contemptuous, but, yeah, that kind of thing. And, um but yeah, some people, um, they, they, they get too involved with it, you know, as far as, like you said, not regular stuff that most people would not, you know, once upon a time, people didn't, wouldn't pay attention to that. Oh, that strange, noise. Oh, it must be a bird, it must be a plant, it must be what, whatever, I'm too busy. Nowadays, it's like, did you hear that? <laughs> you know, that kind of
1: <laughs> that's right. It's 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 great grandma from the beyond. You know, yes. trying trying to communicate with us. Yes. Can you hear his grandma? You know, yeah, rap exactly. On the that takes a life of its <laughs> own. Yes, yes. And then it'll be
0: a TikTok video. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, let me ask you: Did you ever hear? And I've spoken to some people who have said that sometimes there's, um, if you want to call it. Not a coincidence but uh you know uh, an uptick of where they have let's say ufo sightings let's say in a certain area mm-hmm. and then they'll have let's say uh, an uptick in sightings of let's say of cryptids or bigfoot okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: where it's almost like you know of course and the only time it's visible is for somebody that's tracking that continuously where they'll say wow all of a sudden i'm realizing that we get one and we get the other and i and some people by the way you some people believe in ufo's but they don't believe in bigfoot and the other way around
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you oh, heard of that
1: oh yes yes definitely and well and, and i will say that you know i've i i have i have friends who on both sides of the aisle um mm-hmm. uh, that are you know like they they're bigfoot researchers and think that the whole you know ufo stuff is just crazy you know, it's like, you know, people believe in these UFOs. Now, Bigfoot, you know, and the yeah. same way, you know, like with Ghosts and Hauntings, you know, you know, people be like, oh, yeah, you know, we think that uh, there's a reality to Ghosts and Hauntings, but, you know, those people over there talking about Bigfoot and UFOs, ooh, they're crazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: exactly. But, exactly. Uh, but, but, yeah, see, um, you can. there's some very good correlations between if you are having a an area that's experiencing a flap in say like UFOs or cryptids then more than likely you're going to see an increase as well in sightings of of you know ghosts and, and spirits you know all these things seem to go um hand in hand uh uh for for whatever reason, because, you know, there, there, there are some areas on the planet that there seems to be continuous activity uh, of, of these kinds of things. Uh, you know, it, it may go on for a couple of years and then kind of fade away for a while. Uh, but then they come back again and, you know, this, this is not uncommon. I mean, right now, you know, everybody's all, you know, excited about the, uh, the, the, the Skinwalker Ranch. Right. Um, you know, this This is a location that is, you know, probably fits within this category. And, I mean, it could go for, uh, you know, another couple of years uh, and then all of a sudden stop and nothing will happen again for years and years, you know. And then when people least expect it, it'll come back up again. Uh, you've got, like, uh, Marley Woods, which is located in, in Missouri, which has activities very similar to what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch It just you know the the investigators have kept the location uh, uh, private you know uh, uh, because of the people who who live in that area I mean sure. you know they, they don't want it turning into a uh, um, you know a carnival like uh, Skinwalker yeah, yeah, yeah. Ranch and, and, become, and you know what
0: That that's that, when you say that I had heard and I don't know how true this is that when Bigelow still owns Skinwalker Ranch that's why he closed it down at the end in other mm-hmm. words because a lot of the activity had died away and they were hoping that if they just left things alone and not allow people to go around and none of the whatever that it would bring back some of the activity that they had found originally when they started and uh i guess based on what i'm seeing you know because i've been following that show it seems like it's come back but yeah i heard exactly what you described that it kind of like eased off mm-hmm. and uh who knows why that is
1: yeah and th- and that's that's just it um you know my uh my good friend the late Tim Beckley he always mm-hmm. uh, he always liked to tell the story about uh he had gone to investigate um some UFO landing reports in Ohio all right okay. so uh and and one of these cases involved uh this this father and son and their dog who had seen this UFO land in the uh, field behind their house. Well, when they went out to check it out, the the dog ran ahead of them and then disappeared. And the next day it was found dead in the, in the field looked like it had been uh, crushed with some kind of heavy weight. All right. So uh, Beckley had gone around to some of the neighbor's house to ask if anybody else had uh, uh, seen anything unusual that night or, you know, uh, or even before him, and he mm-hmm. said, "This one woman, you know, came came to the door, and he was talking to her uh, through the screen, and she is like, you know, no, nope. you know, I haven't seen anything like that." He goes, "But uh, has anybody told you about the uh, Bigfoot that people have been seeing around in the area?" I
0: love it. I and, love it.
1: And she proceeded to tell the story on how this big hairy creature would uh, 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 come out behind her house and they had one of those uh, um, uh, window air conditioners up on Mm -hmm. uh, the the second floor and she said she thought that this thing was getting under this air conditioning to drink the water you know that that was dripping out of it because they would find like footprints like huge footprints underneath where this air conditioner was. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it seems like a lot of times that these kinds of, of uh, experiences do go hand in hand with each other. That, uh, you know, it's not always the case, but, uh, you know, anybody who does, you know, the legwork and is willing to, to actually listen to what people are having to say will find that uh, a lot of times there there does seem to be some kind of connection uh, be, between one or the other, you know, what that connection right. is, and who and knows. Right, and you know, you know? have some
0: people that say, well, it's like, you know that basically the UFOs or the extraterrestrials or the handlers of the Bigfoot I, I kind of lean more towards you know, if they're maybe doing some inter interdimensional travel, maybe there's a rip and these Bigfoot are going back, who knows, you know it could be anything, maybe you know, uh the bigfoot is taking advantage of the uh, maybe a portal to jump in and out of or maybe not at all maybe bigfoot is a totally normal natural animal or human i don't know really what to call it That has no type of extraterrestrial connection period right
1: that's uh (laughs) there's a cartoon i saw recently that uh, showed a uh, a landed flying saucer, and the little gray guys are out, like, you know, looking at plants and stuff, and one of them turns to the other and said, uh, you left the pet gate open, and now the Bigfoot got out, and you see in the distance, like, Bigfoot <laughs> wandering away from the flying saucer, so, I mean, yeah, it, uh, you, know, pe- you know, people have uh, made that comparison, and and, you know, they're uh, there have been cases. I know that there was one in Turkey in the early 1960s where witnesses saw uh, a UFO uh, crash into some woods and a Bigfoot type of creature jump out of it and then you know, disappear uh, you know, in, into the forest. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you've, you've got, uh, you know, all kinds of, of, uh, you know, unusual connections that, uh, you know, I mean, you you really, you know, you, you could really break your, break your head, break your mind, you know, trying to figure it all out.
0: (laughs) Now that you mention about that, that UFO crashing, you know, that, that, what was it, July or June was the anniversary for Roswell. Mm -hmm. okay and i know your last book you were talking about people that have collected stuff do you think i mean i understand from what i understand from what little i've read this the 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 guy what brazil was his name i think or something you know Uh, he was the first right mac was he was the one that innocently came forward from what i understand and later on he was like sorry because it caused him so much grief right um right yeah do you what do you think of Roswell? Was it was it real? Was it a stunt? What do you think it was?
1: Well, I definitely think that that something happened there, but you know, so much time has gone by mm-hmm. that it's at, at this point it's almost impossible to tell. You know, most of the people who were involved have passed away, right. and uh, and and there's been others who have. You know, really done their best just to throw as much you know dirt and mud and everything they can onto it, uh, almost you know hide the facts. Uh, but uh, it's it's really impossible to tell anymore, um, uh, right?
0: Without somebody that says I was there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, you know, and and you, you you did have people who who did say. Uh, that they were there, that uh, uh, one way or the other, I mean, you know, the uh, um, uh, uh, Jesse Marcel, who uh, was there on the base and, I mean, and, and claimed to have actually have um, handled some of the material and actually ma- managed to briefly bring some home uh, uh, for his family uh, to, to see. Uh, you know, he, was, he was a guy, and, and then later his son, who uh, you know after he he grew up uh, confirmed that yeah this this had actually you know happened uh, but you know you're you're all you're left with really are these stories of of some kind of unusual uh, uh, debris and it, it wasn't until really years later that some of these other stories about uh, say like a, a a separate section of this craft. That was mm-hmm. found a little bit later. That actually contained alien bodies and stuff like that. You know that that kind of stuff. You know may have actually have you know been added on uh, right. uh, uh, years later. So you know, uh, do you think I, again,
0: that, that men, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the Men in Black thing. If, I mean the typical what we think of as Men in Black. But do you think that maybe a lot of witnesses or people that knew were basically got a call from the government and said shut up. <laughs> And, oh. he, and and contrary to what people think, most people would think, why am I gonna? I can't complicate my life this way. Let me just keep my mouth shut.
1: Oh sure. Well, I mean, and yeah, I mean that 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 was a guarantee that you know at the time there was this uh, you know hush hush cover that was that was pulled across it. I mean, uh, and and you know some of the witnesses were definitely. Uh, if they were civilian especially mm-hmm. they, they you know sure. their lives their lives were threatened that's they, what uh, i understand that, that they were yeah. you know that uh, they could easily disappear into the desert as as sure. uh, uh one or suffer type. For some accident or something yeah, yeah. Was, you know, very very mafioso you know, type of thing yeah, it'd be a shame. right because i
0: think that a lot of people <laughs> sometimes have a hard time That's what i'm saying when i say men in black i'm not talking about you know how you see the men in black and the black cat i'm i'm not saying whether that's true or not i'm just saying about you know, intimidation by somebody from the government, especially back, let's say, in the '60s when this happened, mm-hmm. where you were like, "I'm just a little one person, or you know, or you know, I can't risk myself or my family," because you know, right. some people will think I think naively. Oh no, if I knew that, I'd go to the newspapers and I'd. And it's like I don't think it's that simple. If you get somebody who In other words, you're not going to find out if they're bluffing. How's that?
1: Right, right. Well, and as well, you know, I mean, if you had a military connection, then, yeah, I mean, you had to... um you know, I mean, you had that non-disclosure, you know, agreement, right. you know, you're, you know, uh, uh, people back then, I mean, you know, d- this is coming right out, you know, at the after the end of World War Two. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, you know, if, if you were told by your superiors that you're not going to say anything for the rest of your life, well, then, you know, you're you you do not say anything for the rest of your life, you know. And, and of course, some of these people, I mean, they were threatened, you know, the uh, with their military pension, you know, well, we can yeah, just easily course. take that away from you, you know, if you say anything. But the thing is, is that you have to remember that at the time that whatever happened outside of, of, of Roswell, the thinking of the military wasn't really along the lines of, you know, we've got a crashed uh, spaceship here. UFOs had just started coming into the news and, at the end of, of June. And Roswell happened mm-hmm. maybe around, no one's quite sure, maybe around July 4th or 5th, right. around that time. And the the the, the first UFOs that were cited that really started the whole modern UFO era that, that got all the attention of the media happened around uh, June 24th. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's not a lot of, uh, of time. So, at the time, the military was actually worried could this be something from the Soviet Union?
0: And I or, understand that, believe it or not. I yeah, oh, so yeah. truly yeah. understand. They had good reason to be concerned.
1: Yes. Well, And then the other thing, which a lot of people don't realize, again, this is at the, you know, not too long after the end of World War II, uh, uh, the Nazis were still very much in people's minds. So mm-hmm. there was also the fear that could this be something from Nazis that that have gotten away from us, you know, hiding in South America or someplace like that, or you know, kind of a combination of the two, you know, uh, Nazis who are now working with the Soviet Union? I mean, the sure. United the United States was doing it. You know, we yeah. brought we brought right. over and, and, and people a sometimes
0: lose that perspective mm-hmm. because we're living fifty or sixty years, you know, away from that moment. But like you said, World War Two had occurred, what, less than 20 years before. People involved, whether there was the military, the Nazis were very much alive and young. It wasn't like they were old and feeble. Right. So the idea that they could be working, like you said, with the Russians or God knows what, it wasn't like a far-fetched idea at all.
1: Nope, 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 definitely, definitely not. So, I mean, the, the whole idea that, uh, you know, the United States government military knew right away that we were dealing with extraterrestrial spacecraft. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's myth. That's a, that's a mythology. You know, it that wasn't something that, you know, didn't start occurring to people to really, you know, uh, maybe later in 47, 48, you know, it's uh, even even though the people were very familiar you know, with, uh, you know, science fiction from uh, pulp magazines and, and, and things like that, the consideration that we could could be dealing with something from another planet was probably one of the last things the military was thinking about at the time
0: do you because i know you've researched this prior to roswell like you said the 60s after the cold war and you know of course was there any other sightings or discoveries made that, looking back at it now it's like this was some type of extraterrestrial crash but it just wasn't recognized for that Mm -hmm. back then well,
1: uh, there there is the uh, uh, the alleged crash of something in um, Cape Girardeau, uh, mm-hmm. Missouri, that happened, I think, nineteen forty-two, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that uh, has been uh, uh, really extensively. Um, yeah, in, investigated, and uh, you know, with with names of people who you know were there when it happened, and you right. know, it was, it was one of these things that you know it was. I, I guess it was well known within the community for years afterwards, uh, but but again, it's uh, because. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that isolated, but, you know, most of the country, you know, uh, before the interstate system uh, really just, you know, were, were kind of on their own. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you right. know, if you have a situation where something weird like that happened and then the military came and, you know, take, took, took all this stuff away and that was it then you you know you'd be left with you know just stories that your aunties you know would be talking about you know that happened oh you know right yeah that it was like
0: oh you know and got you know it's like a like a folk like a family you know word of mouth thing and the reason why i asked you this is you know i understand you know like let's say you look at the shows of ancient aliens where they'll point out you know extraterrestrials visited us in ancient times the reason why i asked you this was i'm thinking did us in world war ii dropping the bomb did days capture the attention of these extraterrestrials that before weren't around or were not being very, you know, in other words, or we got more because of the deployment of the bomb. Right. You know, and this is why all of a sudden we have saw, you know, these sightings of, of what the typical flying saucer kind of thing and things of that. You know, was this the trigger? There's like, oh my God, these humans, what are they doing? <laughs> well, you know, there,
1: there had been UFO sightings. Right. Um, probably you know t- since the beginning of time you know i mean there's you you look in the bible or, or 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 other old manuscripts and there are descriptions of say like flaming shields in the sky or the uh, the fiery chariots you know that that sort of thing so you know it's uh, i i think the ufo phenomena has been with us since, since the very beginning, uh, and, and there have been historic outbreaks. I mean, you know, you had okay. the airship uh, flaps that took place, uh, say, like over the United States, uh, starting, I think it was around uh, 1897, uh, where, where people were seeing what looked like giant dirgibles, you know okay. sometimes they had wings and big propellers but uh, a lot of them had like giant searchlights and uh, so I mean and and these this this was something that uh, seemed to spread across the country uh, at, at, at certain times some of these reports naturally were hoaxes uh, perpetrated mm-hmm. by uh, uh, newspapers sure. who, who, who wanted to get in on the on the fun so to speak, you know the journalistic integrity, you know back then. Uh, you know, they, it's like oh, it's
0: harmless. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that that's kind of uh, what it was. It was almost to be, yeah. You know, a lot of these uh, newspapers, I mean, they were very tablet tablet esque, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they they would you know cover the real news and stuff, but then you know they would throw in some fun stuff as as well. And, and I think that a lot of people who, you know, go into these older archives looking for these things have trouble mistaking, you know, uh, or telling the difference uh, uh, b- between the two. Uh, but there were a number of, of very legitimate sightings, you know, of these airships. You know, there's also cases that happened in the early 1900s, you know, as well. So uh, it's... Um, there, there does seem to be, though, a historic uptick after the end of World War II of UFOs that, I mean, you know, people naturally, you know, have attributed to um, our, our, you know, growing development of atomic weapons. Um, so, yeah, there, 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 probably, there probably is... A, uh, a, a you know a, a correlation to that, and and of course again, the early contactee movement, which started in the early nineteen fifties, you know the the space brothers as as they were called, right. they were very concerned with uh, with our atomic tests and our atomic bombs, you know, telling these people that these weapons not only had the ability to destroy the planet, but somehow could also affect, um, you know, the, the the solar system and the galaxy and you know, uh, uh, other other aspects uh, far away from from Earth. So you know, uh, That's interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, who who knows? I mean, I've often speculated that rather than dealing with 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 extraterrestrials like they claim to be you know we may be dealing with uh, a race or races that uh, are living on the planet with us they've just kept themselves oh my god
0: you brought that up that is great (laughs) i'm glad you did because i was was running across information like that where the extraterrestrials are not extraterrestrials they're earthlings for lack of a better word
1: right Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, ultra-terrestrials, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's always been a favorite, uh, you know, uh, subject of mine. And you know, it it does kind of make sense though, uh, because you wouldn't think, and and you know, who knows? I mean, we, we we only understand a small percentage of how the universe works, but you wouldn't think that atomic weapons being used on Earth would have the ability to affect the entire solar system or galaxy like these beings were were saying. However, if you're dealing with a a race of say, you know, cousins, you know, not right. not exactly humans, but you know, another species that evolved mm-hmm. alongside of us, but somewhere along the lines decided that, you know, they wanted to get away as far away from us as possible. You right. know, mo- moved underground. Um, maybe have the technology to allow themselves to move underwater, you know, what have you. So, us using atomic weapons, that's going to threaten them as well, you sure. know, and, and because of their secretive nature, they're not going to come out and say, hey, you know, uh, uh, we're living in that, uh, in those underground caverns, In that mountain there, and your atomic weapons, you know, they could blow us up as well. No, I mean, you know, if if people learn that, what's one of the first things they're going to do? They're going to lob atomic weapons right into those uh, uh, caverns.
0: Especially especially back then. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's the enemy. That is the
1: enemy. So, you know, so you have these things that maybe uh, have a technology that, you know, just a little bit ahead of ours. You know, not mm-hmm. not too much more, but maybe just a little bit, and then have, you know, like the ability to make things appear to be a lot more uh, technologically superior than they actually are. And then they'll come and they'll say, Hey yeah, you know, we're we're from we're from we're from other planets. Stop that. Just quit it. You know, the the, exactly. the spa the space gods say cut it out. You
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and you know what, we have to open our minds to that possibility. You know, like uh, maybe Jules Verne, you know, wasn't so far off such a journey to the center of the earth, you know, the, you know, all these uh, so-called stories about, you know, an interior world inside the earth, you know, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And uh, here we're looking out for the extraterrestrials and they've been under our feet maybe all along kind of thing.
1: Well, I mean, we, you know, we do know That there are places on the planet that have, you know, like vast cavern systems Mm -hmm. that are really old and appear to have been augmented, so to speak, uh, sometime in the past. Uh, uh maybe they were natural at one time but there is evidence that you know somebody came in and you know smoothed out the walls you know made these places bigger and uh you know some of these places in in central and south america have never been fully explored they go back so mm-hmm. far some of the places have had cave ins where sure. like an entrance has been has been sealed off so i mean you know i, I, I I'm not going to say, because one of the popular theories, especially in the uh, late 50s and early 60s, was that the Earth was hollow. I mean, wow. you know, we're not talking about like you know caverns, uh, and like tunnels, and things there. like that, yeah. right? Right, that you know maybe the crust is 500 miles thick, and the inside is then completely uh, uh, hollow, with uh, uh, continents and oceans, you know, on mm-hmm. the other side. Maybe even like a little miniature a uh, 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 sun is as, as, as well you know it's it's fun and it makes for good uh, science fiction but it's right, but. it's probably unlikely but you know the uh, tunnels and caverns we know they exist uh, uh and, and probably there's a lot uh, more out there that has yet to be discovered
0: i know that you wrote a book all right that you talk about uh birds uh what what was it? Secret journey beyond the poles. Right, right. And you know that there's always been a lot of going on about either whether it's Antarctica. What what is that about? I didn't know that that there was something. What that he did off the records? Is that what you're saying?
1: There was a a, a book that came out in the 1960s that was called Admiral Byrd's Secret Diary. Right. Okay. And uh, uh, this allegedly was a, um, a, 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 it it was was actually more like a log book than a a, a diary that uh, uh, purported to be one of Byrd's airplane expeditions uh, across the Arctic, all right? And uh, this, uh, it was alleged to have happened in 19, sometime in late 1947 and, and 48. In this log book, it details how him and his pilot, uh, uh, radio operator, had actually, uh, uh, while they were making this flight over the North Pole, were intercepted by um, flying saucer types of craft that uh, then came over the radio and instructed the aircraft to follow them where they were taken uh, to a cavern a giant cavern entrance and then into the hollow earth wow. and uh, uh, once they got there they were taken to this this uh, this great city you know almost like a shangri-la uh, mm-hmm. uh, type of place where they met with the uh, um, like the, you know, the Ascended Masters, or the the High Council of the, the the underground world, and we're given you know messages very similar to uh, what came out uh, from the uh, uh, the uh, the contactees, the Space Brother uh, movement, but like people like George Damsky and Howard Benzer, that uh, 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 you know we're we're messing around with uh, atomic weapons. We don't know what we're doing. We're going to blow themselves up. Doing so is also going to affect them. If we don't stop, they're going to uh, they're going to come to the surface and, and kick our collective butts. Okay. Um, and uh, and then they you know they they let bird go and you know and and they came back. And uh, this okay. this document actually for a long time was a uh, 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 what was called a samizdat, which is a document that is published. Through copy machines, okay. Somebody would get uh, uh, get a copy of it. They would make copies and then send it on to other people. All right, okay. and then uh, at, at some point, uh, uh, once again, my friend Tim Beckley with uh, his uh, publishing company uh, uh, Interlight Global Communications actually uh, published this as as a book. Ooh, gosh, I mean, probably maybe in the early '80s. This this was the first time this book had actually uh, been been published. Um, but then, the, years later, uh, Tim Beckley came to me, and, and you know. She, Because at this point the book had been probably out of print for a while, and he was thinking about, eh, maybe we should, uh, you know, reprint it. So he gave it to me and had me, you know, look it over and says, "See what you can do with this, and see if uh, any of this, you know, could be true, and then uh, uh, we'll we'll publish what you come up with alongside republishing the uh, the the Lost Diary of Admiral Bird." Well, once I got looking into it, I discovered. That actually, Admiral Byrd, at the time supposedly that he was flying over the Arctic, he was involved with a uh, a military operation called Operation High Jump, and uh, and and this this was something that um, this happened uh, again after the end of of, of World War Two, um, starting in. Uh, the early, about early 1947. And, uh, you know, at that point, you know, the, the military and the Navy were decommissioning ships. They didn't need them anymore. Uh, you know, no reason to have all these ships. So they instead they decided, well, let's, put these, let's get these ships back online and we'll have this great big expedition to Antarctica. You know, we'll have all these ships, a submarine, a, a small aircraft carrier, lots of military personnel. We'll go to Antarctica. And they had various reasons why they were going, you know. They were going to, you know, look for possible valuable minerals. They were going to train soldiers to work under hostile uh, Arctic-type conditions uh, uh, under the assumption that at some time the Soviet Union is going to come over the North Pole and invade, oh. uh, uh, you know, Canada and the United States. Right. So, yeah, so so rather than sending the troops to that area to practice no let's send them clear on the opposite side of the globe to antarctica uh, to antarctica yeah so you know the uh, years later then the uh, well and, and the unusual thing about this is that uh, you know okay they, they 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 went down in the it would have been the uh, uh, antarctic uh, summer all right, which would have been the, the winter in the nor- you know, northern hemisphere. And they were supposed to be there for, you know, maybe up to six months. I mean, you know, they, they had the ability to stay there for quite a while. And again, like I said, lots of ships, lots of military personnel, some airplanes, you know, a little submarine. Uh, I mean, you know, boy, they, they, they went all out uh, for this, uh, you know, expedition, whatever it is. But then after about six weeks, they turned around and came back. Really? Yeah, very, very early. And say why? Well, you know, some of the rumors that have circulated over the years, and again, these these are rumors, and I've you know I've looked into it and and you know discussed the possibilities one way or the other. Was that possibly that they were actually looking for um, a secret Nazi base? That, okay. uh, that Nazi Germany had uh, uh, taken a lot of their uh, uh, especially their, some of their secret weapon projects, scientists other uh, valuable personnel and items and, and, and sent everything down to uh, the Antarctic where there was already an established base you know, we knew that there was a base down there we just didn't know if it was a big base or just say you know like okay. a weather station type of thing all right. uh, you know, but but you had um, uh, U-boat commanders that had, after the end of the war, had given themselves up uh, in, uh, uh, say, like you know, uh, Argentina and places like okay. that. And when they were being debriefed, they said that, yeah, you know, um, what we did was that we left uh, South Africa taking a bunch of people and items to this base in Antarctica. And then we were instructed to, you know, to then give ourselves, you know, up. You know, what we don't know is whether or not they were telling the truth or if they were hiding something else, you know, because we do know that there were a lot of um, uh, 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 Nazi intelligence agents, scientists and the like who fled to South America.
0: Well, but see, this is the thing. South America... Is more hospitable than Antarctica, you know. Yes, it's like that's a big difference. As far as I'm gonna hide out or whatever, Antarctica has got to be brutal.
1: Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and, and especially the uh, the areas that uh, you know that they allegedly uh, want to. So the rumor has it that uh, that was what the whole uh, uh, military mission was to determine whether or not, you know, there was actually a Nazi base there and to either try to contact it, you know, probably it wasn't an effort to to destroy it. I I don't think they really had the ability to do that. I think it was more just to assess the situation. Um, and, and it could very well be that, you know, allegedly the area that they went to where they're supposed to be, they found nothing. And that's that was why they came back as, as early that's a big as difference. they six did. Six weeks
0: versus six months. That's a big difference.
1: It is. It is. And, um, you know, there were um, newspaper reporters embedded into this uh, mission, especially uh, uh, some from uh, uh, various outlets in South America. And uh, uh, on their way back, uh, uh, Admiral Byrd uh, uh, told them that he was going to uh, uh, give a talk before Congress once he got back to the United States and tell them about his fears that Antarctica was going to be used as a, uh, um, uh, a platform to allow, as he put it, enemy missiles to fly over and attack uh, uh the United States oh my God. And, and, and 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 other countries. Um he did he did talk before members of Congress but uh, unfortunately um the uh, the the notes of that conversation have never been re- released. We know I mean, you know, we've got Admiral Birds.
0: They've never released those notes.
1: Nope, nope. It's in the archives that he talked,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: just exactly what it was that he was talking about has never been released. Yeah,
0: you know, military. We're talking you know. a long time. Like you said, most everybody involved in that is that's it. They're gone. Yep, yep, yep. And that, you and, wonder.
1: And that's and that's just it. You know, who knows if uh, uh, this talk, ha- you know, has has been written down and then you know hit with top secret and then squirreled away somewhere Mm -hmm. Uh, which is you know i mean that's that's one of the things about the entire ufo mystery is that you know even today people are still like oh you know we're just you know we can't wait for disclosure you know when the the government's going to come forward and it you know release all of their files and and, and wow. admit you know all the things that they've been hiding all this time. I don't and think that's going to happen. It's not. It's not going to happen. And and the I think one of the major reasons there are a couple of reasons. One of them is that the government and the military probably. Has no more of an idea of what's going on oh than we have. I'm so glad you brought
0: that up. Wait a minute. You know why you say, I'm so glad you brought that up, Tom. And I'm going to, because in prior shows, you know, I tell everybody, you know, everybody's got this idea of the X Files version. You know, worst case scenario, our government is, you know, colluding with the extraterrestrials and agreed to hybridization. And, you know, in other words, that they've got this whole uh, pact, you know, and know everything. And I was go, has anybody ever thought? what's scarier you know if the government ever made a disclosure about UFO or the ex- or the confirmed existence of extraterrestrials not UFOs extraterrestrials I go which 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 uh, situation do you think would be scarier one the the one everybody sees on TV hey you know uh we know about extraterrestrials we're we've made a treaty with them and we've maybe even agreed to let them uh, take or abduct uh, humans etc cetera, etc cetera. we all know about them but or the opposite we ask government officials what do you know about them well not really that much what do you mean how many are there we don't know where do they come from we don't know what do they want we don't know that scenario to me sometimes is scarier if people stop and think about it you know like what you just said that maybe they don't know as much as we think they do and maybe they the reason they don't release information per se besides maybe what they've collected, eyewitness stories, maybe some fragments is because it's almost like I got these pieces, but I really don't know all this thing that supposedly we know. I'm just thinking you know, and of course you've heard, oh you know some of the technology that we've had advances has been because we've you know back engineered you know extraterrestrial um, discoveries and what if it's not? what if we're just really smart? <laughs> what if we you know maybe we you know let's not shortchange ourselves but I'm glad you said that that pointed out that sometimes maybe the disclosure that we're waiting for that moment that thunderclap of this is it and everybody is going to be like "Eh," so they're just maybe they're leading us on and by the way you in that book that what was it in May that they had that uh, meeting Fifty years in the making in Congress mm-hmm. as talking. What do you think about that? What, what do you think that was about?
1: Well, I mean, right now there's a lot of there's been a lot of pressure, you know, to, uh, um, you know, to to try to get the government and the military to to look into the UFO mystery, to look into the UFO mystery publicly. See, that's okay. that's the thing because. You know the, the military and the government and the various intelligence services have been looking into the UFO mystery probably you know since the uh, the, the 1940s when when right. all of this happened. I mean you know we've we've got scads and scads of of, of paperwork and uh, Freedom of Information Act that mm-hmm. has that has uh, that that has come out and uh, right now it's kind of the flavor of the month. You know, uh, so what do you think
0: that it was just to to just to settle people down? Hey, yeah, we met and we discussed it, and then nothing's going to come of it.
1: Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, you know, there 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 is naturally there there is an interest sure. uh, in 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 trying to find out more about this, but um, you know, to to put all of our trust into the government and the military mm-hmm. to do sure. this you know I mean that's you know you, you you're going down a blind alley for that uh, you know it, it's, it, it's it's like I said and and what we were just talking about you know the the military may have some better photographs maybe some videotapes mm-hmm. uh, that a uh, 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 gun camera film that's been collected over sure. the years that has never been released. Uh, but, uh, as for, like you said, uh, secret treaties and and you know president eisenhower you know (laughs) meeting with the aliens and and
0: and and, and, by the way i'm not saying that that didn't happen i don't want to say that never happened because i might be totally off you know shut up you don't know what you're talking about but i'm saying there's always a possibility that it's the other end of the spectrum verse of what you're just describing where it's
1: yeah Uh you know it's uh and and um i think that there has this has all been kind of encased in secrecy over the years It's because they don't know what's going on, all right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, no government is going to come forward and say, you know, our skies have been filled with some kind of unknown aircraft that has a technology that appears to be beyond our own. Um, There's nothing that we can do about it. We can't stop them. They fly around with impunity we don't know what they are, you know. I think, like you said, I think that's a light, a lot more frightening scenario yeah, than yes. the idea that you know that that the, that there are you know uh, extraterrestrials out there that are you know coming down to 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 pay us a visit. You know, instead we're left with this, you know, uh, uh, the shadowy unknown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, um you know you had talked a little bit earlier about um you know like uh, secret papers and, and documents that have been uh, collected you know over the years and that people have uh, uh, died out you know there could very well have been a an MJ12 type of organization that was established you know early on you know within the government military intelligence service and I'm just using mj12 right. as an example because you know that's uh, that those papers were probably you know uh, fake as well maybe based on you know something you know, but but not not those and that you know the we and we do know that all the research that's been done, has been compartmentalized Mm -hmm. through various agencies, you know, who knows to the point that maybe only one or two people knew, you know, like what their section was working on. Right. All right. And, uh, uh, and if this information was then say like, you know, afterwards put in a box and put in a warehouse somewhere. And then the people who were working with it, passed away yeah, probably was, that information is is you know long you know long right, like yeah nine. even
0: if their last one's like, i'm not gonna be the one to let this cat out of the bag sorry i you know what and sometimes you might think well maybe that information per se does it is it, maybe at that point it was top secret or there was a reason to classify it mm-hmm. but let's fast forward 50 60 years whatever and you think okay mm, whatever was there it's not it's there's no, nothing secret about it, it doesn't matter anymore right. unless releasing it okay information in and of itself is not important it's that maybe it exposes something where the government was duplicitous against the people and right. people are going to say what you guys did what or you yeah you were know, you handled it that way like how could you you know, in other words, the information in and of itself doesn't really matter. It's just the way it was handled. And that's maybe why it's kept so many years after the fact, like, no, we're not going to let this out. And it's like, why not? Well, and I hate to say it, but I think, you know, like the collective government doesn't like to be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was, it's like, that, oh, you know, you're going to fight, yeah.
0: you know, and it's like, well, we were expecting some big, uh you know, disclosure about what extraterrestrials or UFOs or discoveries or whatever it is and all it is that you guys don't want to be embarrassed (laughs) kind of thing, it happens. Uh, You know, in other words, not not everybody, not everything has to be nefarious. Um, Do you, because let me ask you, why do you think now they're distinguishing between UFO and UAP?
1: I think... um... I think that's come about because UFO the the word mm-hmm. has become synonymous with crazy, <laughs> no, you know, uh, uh, and, and 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 it really it really has. I mean, and it, there and there's been. The, almost from the very beginning, there has been a deliberate effort to make people who have had UFO sightings or in- interested in investigating UFO sightings, you know, uh, to, to make them a, a fringe element, all right? Uh, and, and in fact, I mean, there, there have been uh, CIA documents that have been uncovered that basically uh, uh, said to... Um, when it comes to people involved with this, you know, make them look like they're nuts. Sure, I've heard uh, about. Yeah. So uh I I I think that the using the the term UAP is just trying to get away from you know, from that 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 bad seed. <laughs> you know, that bad association. well I guess it all
0: depends on your perspective. Let me ask you, do you think that, you know how Stephen Hawking, before he died, he kind of made a statement along the lines that uh, if we ever actually had that encounter with an extraterrestrial, we'd come out on the short end of the stick because their technology, their advancement would put us at a disadvantage. Do you agree with that?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, based on how humans have operated, you know, over the years, Um, Anytime a more advanced civilization comes into contact with a less advanced uh, society, it's the less advanced society that um, tends to suffer. Whether or not, purposely or not, uh, that that exposure does seem to halt uh, any kind of development that was going on in a lower tier society uh it, it it seems to take the the breath uh the the energy out of them because they say you know why why should we continue doing what we've been doing when here are these guys over here who you know have transistor radios and mm-hmm. uh you know uh, bottled soda pop uh you know we'll just you know we'll just start getting stuff from them Rather than yeah. continuing on, you know, with with what we have been uh, doing, um, so yeah, it's uh, 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 it. it I, I think that it's it's a legitimate concern that if we do come into contact with an extraterrestrial race, that um, you know, if it's a say, it's a society that really isn't that far. Ahead of us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where, where such moral principles, you know, haven't right. been uh, worked out yet because, you know, you have the whole uh, uh, Star Trek thing. Uh, uh, what sure. was it? The Federation, gosh, uh, I can't remember what it was. Like, right, yeah.
0: right. That 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 the the prime directive was prime directive. Thank you. Right, Thank you would interfere in a civilization that was lesser. You would have to leave it, let it do its thing. You know.
1: Right, right. So I mean, I I do, I do think that you know, if a certain aspect of the UFO phenomenon is dealing with uh, extraterrestrial races, that there probably is something like the prime directive, you know, going mm-hmm. on here. You know, there's just enough stuff that is allowed to, you know, to make people wonder, but not so much that, you know, we're going to start just, you know, throwing everything out the window and trying to totally embrace, you know, whatever the uh, uh, the gods from outer space have to offer us.
0: Sure, no, and I'm thinking, you know, and I I mean, you hear all these different theories, you know, you have the, the ones that pick up cattle and mutilate them and, you know, abduct humans and use them for experiments. And then there's the other ones that are much nicer, And basically all they're here is just to study us but they're kind of like a little bit more hands-off and um but you know it's then of course you know hollywood bleeds into everything and then you think of war of the worlds and it's like right (laughs) well i was you know
1: i would dare say that you know uh, we've been experiencing the UFO phenomena like I said earlier, probably since from the beginning of 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 time, and if they wanted to invade us, they've had plenty sure. of opportunities uh, uh, to to do so you know but uh or maybe uh, the
0: ones that were let's let's go maybe the ones that you see in all these ancient you know you know things in the background whether it's the painting or the statue or what you said the descriptions. Maybe those up and left, and you know, the ones that are back up, you know, maybe these are different ones that, you know, I mean, it, it, you never know what, that, that's like an eternal question, as in, you know, who are they, what do they want, uh, is there hopefully some type of rules, how's that, mm-hmm. that would not permit them certain things, and that's another thing, that sometimes we put our moral compass as humans on what might be another species, that what we see as bad or evil for them you know we, we want to put it you know on our and the way we would look at it Maybe right. what they're doing to us they don't see it as as bad it's right. just because they're different it, yeah. it, it happens
1: well i mean you know you look at say for example uh, a farmer with his livestock you know he mm-hmm. uh he may care very much about them, you know, uh, uh, take care of them, make mm. sure that they're warm and well fed. Uh, uh, some of them actually, you know, brought into the house as, as, uh, as pets. But mm-hmm. at the end, they're still livestock and are sent to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, they so, all live there. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is the farmer being evil nope. for doing that? You know, it's 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 a matter of of, of perspective, uh, uh, really. And uh, if we're dealing with uh, uh, with certain aspects, uh, you know, with a society that is so far ahead of us that really we're nothing more uh, than ants to them. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, that, that that whole moral principle is just, I mean, you just throw that out the window because, I mean, you know, sure. you look at how we deal, you know, with things like, you know, ants or flies or, or what have you on a daily basis with no thought one way or the other. Right. You know, I mean, why? Exactly. Why should we be any different? You
0: know? Right. And we kind of like we, you know, that's, well, that's kind of, that's what happens when, you know, you think you're the center of the universe kind of thing and i think we're used to that and being at the you know what is it that the, we're the we're the as far as you know life forms we run the show and mm-hmm. we feel very uncomfortable with the possibility that that's not you know there's something else out there that doesn't see us exactly that way and i mean this could go a million different ways uh as far as but i'm hoping that in my lifetime we will get some type of this truthful disclosure as far as um, whether we like it or not, how's that? Yeah,
1: you know, um, I I am still, um, you know, the the UFO phenomena I think is is really a lot more vast than 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 we care to consider, and you know, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, uh, some aspects of the UFO phenomena, uh, you know, uh, could be. Uh, extraterrestrials from other planets. I don't think that that's the whole picture, though. You know, I th- I think that there are other possibilities going on as as well. Um, you know, things from uh, uh, you know, interdimensional realities, sure. time tra- time travelers, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that we would call, for one of a better word, you know, paranormal. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know the if you if you've studied the ufo phenomenon as long as i have you know it's just like they there really he you can't toss anything off the table because well here's a story that seems to show well, hi there <laughs> so few. uh you know that there there are stories that uh you know right. seem to embrace you know any one of these uh uh, uh types of 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 of, of Hypothesis. So, you know, you really, you need to keep an open mind and uh, and not just try to jam everything into that uh, uh, extraterrestrial hypothesis uh, cubicle.
0: But, you know, the, the excuse that they've always given is that if they ever really came out and gave any type of meaningful disclosure that the populations couldn't handle it, you know, that people would run around, you know, like with their heads on fire. And I'm thinking, I think most people especially because of the exposure through media and through the movies yeah most maybe some people would have a meltdown and some people would say have a couple of drinks and then afterwards they'd say okay tell me everything after a while it'd be like okay now that i'm like just tell me what it is the truth the truth you know whatever it might be like what we know what we don't know and that's the part i don't know if that's ever going to happen i guess
1: (laughs) there there was a survey taken a couple of years ago And the conclusion that they came to, you know, because everybody thinks that um, certain religious groups would probably be the ones that would uh, uh, handle it, would be the, have the least ability to be able to handle Mm -hmm. it. Um, But actually, it was determined that it would be scientists. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, that, that that wouldn't be able to handle it very well.
0: Absolutely. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. That if you gave me a choice, I'd say oh, absolutely. There's some scientists that especially if they're oh, that they would say whether they were non-believers or they thought it was this or that, it'd be like, "No, you can't uh uh they they're more they're more attached to their dogma than a lot of religious groups are."
1: Right. You right. know,
0: and if you look at some religious groups, they they there's there's enough there's enough latitude there to insert extraterrestrial life in there, you know uh, without altering it.
1: Well, there is uh, um, uh, a scientist, a guy by the name of, of Dr. Jim Brandenburg and uh, he's done a lot of research on, uh, on Mars as mm-hmm. well as um, meteorites that have been found on Earth that, that may have, say like uh, microscopic fossils. And uh, right. other evidence of possible organic life uh, from other places other than Earth. And he said that there, uh, there was one certain meteorite that had been discovered uh, in, uh, um, I think it was the Arctic, okay. that uh, had, uh, had come from Mars. At, at, at some point, and there was uh, things inside that had the appearance that they could be, you know, fossils of of microscopic uh, life. You know, for Mars, that's for Earth But uh, I guess at a press conference, there was one scientist that was, uh, he was about ready to physically attack the people up at the podium, because not only was this going beyond his established scientific beliefs but it was going against his religious beliefs as well and the scientist was was saying that this couldn't be true because the Bible says that there's only life on earth
0: and that's of course and you know what some people like that I think that they really it's that they're very rigid their personality is very rigid Mm -hmm. okay and like I said anything that you push them out of that rigid it's like what else is there and that's the only way they can function, you know. Some yeah. I, I I consider some t- those people are high control people, like. But, eh, I I would think you know, and the reason why I'm saying this is some people think that just because you're a scientist or your PhD or whatever, you know, you you're more. There's a lot of rigid people that have a PhD, you know, and other right. initials beyond their name, which are really stuck, and they they don't allow for anything different than what they've either read or researched or conclusions and sometimes there's egos attached to it especially if they've put out a theory on yes. something so yeah you can't just say well doctor so-and-so said the you know it's like okay but maybe there is another explanation for that. but yeah i'm very curious to see what comes of this because i think that a lot of the things that that and i want to say that maybe since the advent where people are carrying around cameras with their phones in other words capturing What before we had to rely on either the government or media to kind of like dole it out. Now you've got the everyday person that's being able to capture uh, evidence, you know, whatever it is, whether it's lights or whatever, that all of a sudden it's like, you know, we're having better access to all these stories or all that story experiences that people are having. And I know some of them are fake. I know that. And some of them are just people don't understand what they're seeing it could Mm -hmm. be something legitimate but then when you take that out of the equation there's still a lot of people that are bringing forward information or stories or videos or photographs Mm -hmm. of things that it's like okay guess what you guys don't control the narrative totally anymore right and i think that's what worries them a little bit (laughs) or a lot you know
1: unfortunately um it's uh uh it's a lot like uh, the uh, photographs and, and videotapes of, of, of Bigfoot, you know. And until we get to the point where one is accidentally, you know, uh, hit by an 18-wheeler and we actually have its body. Uh, same thing. Same thing with UFOs. I mean, you can have all kinds of photographs and, and, and videotape, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's it's really it's not going to make any difference because nobody is going to believe it until. Um, you know, there somebody actually has a physical craft, sure. uh, and 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 you know, living beings or bodies, and and even then, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who won't believe it. Uh, you know, that that that's one of the things that, uh, you know, the, the the whole disclosure movement, when they say that you know we want the government to fess up, to come clean, release all of the information that they have. Tell us the truth about the reality of, you know, extraterrestrials visiting us. And even if they did, even if the president got up in front of the country and, you know, and brought one of these guys out to wave at the camera and said, you know, here, you know, here, here it is, you know, there would be a large portion of the population who wouldn't believe it. You know, ah, oh, they're just trying to get votes yeah, or, you no, know.
0: Exactly. Man, that's a great effect there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, you know. And
0: you know what? Too? Let's say, let's 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 go. Let's say somebody else made a discovery, like you said, a craft or got an alien, but it wasn't the government. And now I'm saying with it, as as uh, advanced as we are, this is a private party that found this evidence. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to run to the government? They're going to try to keep it and, and make money from it. I right. have to say it
1: yes yeah exactly exactly well and uh you know i mean we've we've seen this before in the past where somebody has some you know some you know what appears to be very good evidence and you know maybe says uh you know i'm thinking back at the times of like project blue book and Mm -hmm. uh uh, some of these you know early uh uh, government military ufo research groups a lot of times uh they'd get a hold of that stuff and then you never would see it again yeah you know Um disappeared. And by in, the way
0: on the way out shut up don't talk to anybody about this. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean you you've got um uh uh, uh 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 I think it was um god uh, I I think it was Gordon uh, the late astronaut uh, Gordon Cooper. Uh I can't remember exactly now, but I mean uh, in 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 his younger days uh when he was you know in the military before he became part of the uh, uh, the NASA program, he was uh, involved with uh, 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 like some uh, film technicians that these technicians actually uh, 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 got film of this small, UFO-type craft landing in front of them, you know, it had like the landing gear and everything. They, you know, they, they had their cameras running. Now, uh, and then, you know, the, then they brought this to their commanding officer, who's uh, right. uh, uh, Cooper, and he said that, uh, you know, after the film was developed, he never saw it projected, but, you know, you, he, he held up the film and could see the the, the, the craft on this film, and then he did what he had to do. He had to turn it into his superiors, mm-hmm. and then supposedly um, it was going to be turned into uh, it may have been uh, Project Blue Book or it may have been a Grudge, which was the uh, predecessor to Project Blue Book, you know, whatever. And there it disappeared. You know, they were supposed to categorize it. There'd be a number associated with it. It -hmm. would be in the files. No. Of course Yeah. It, you know, something like that disappeared. So, you know, how much other, you know, great material like that has been turned in only to have it disappear you know, into a, probably a warehouse somewhere where you know, you know it's I still think of, there you know, today.
0: That that, yeah. uh, that ending scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of No, not the in the Temple of Doom, the, the first one, the Raiders the of the Lost Ark. Yes, where you see the guy wheeling this box, and it's this huge warehouse. Yep. You know, and that's way I always think of. You know, God knows how many things are put away there
1: well and especially if you know like we had talked about before you know where you had this chain chain of command and a need to know situation you may have had people who were responsible for this stuff who are now dead and the paperwork associated with this has has you know i mean even though it's supposed to be retained into various archives probably has been thrown out uh, uh and and you know and, and nobody knows nobody knows anymore nobody
0: knows to ask for it
1: right well they don't know how to ask for it i mean right. you know if you go and uh, uh send in freedom of information act for various paperwork you have to be very very precise on what that you man. are looking for uh or else it'll just be returned back to you and say, well, you know, we can't find anything, you know, on that, you know. You you had, you know, too broad a parameter to what you were looking for. And, you know, face it, you know, most of this stuff that the military has collected over the years, and intelligence service as well, um, uh, 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 is not even available for Freedom of Information Act. You know, it's it's levels above top secret. You know, God knows. You know what those levels are even called. You know, we'll never know. Right,
0: right, no, exactly. I mean, it's, it's yeah. the, the most you're going to get is it's classified, and that's it. Right. And we're going to tell you any more than that. You're going to have to take our word for it. In other words.
1: Well, and, and there's also the scenario where some of this stuff may have also been turned over to um, private corporations, okay. uh, especially those who work with, um, say, uh, uh, developing air uh, uh, top-secret aircraft and uh, 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 parts of the space program. You know, these are private companies that have top-secret and above clearance, so... They don't have to, you know, they don't have to pay attention to freedom of information. No, they're
0: not a government entity.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you may have these corporations that have all kinds of juicy secrets that, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, uh, develop one way or the other, you know, for military purposes that, you know, you know who knows you know, what, what they may uh-huh. have.
0: Let, and let's face it now in modern days we've realized a lot of these mega corporations are just as powerful as governments yes. once upon a time that wasn't the scene yeah you, you, the government was always above everything else but not anymore as far as mm-hmm. power and you know like you said if you have information and you, or you're developing a product or whatever it is uh, you didn't yeah. need that now, let's face it let's say Elon Musk and all these people going off trying to get to Mars you know before it was NASA strictly it was the government Mm-hmm. who was doing space uh research or space you know rockets or space travel that was it and now it's like yeah get out of the way we're gonna we're, we need to send some tourists up to the moon so we're, we're gonna develop our own rocket all right we need to make right. money step aside right. yeah well, so absolutely that theory that you're talking about is very very plausible
1: and you know if if some of these scenarios do turn out to be you know, uh, uh, that, that somebody has managed to get a hold of, you know, either an intact or, or parts of an extraterrestrial uh, spacecraft, more than likely, it's... The technology is going to be so far beyond us mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, it's it, it it's not like you see in the movies... Where, you know they're able to pull these things apart and go oh look at here you know this is an alien spark plug you know and then you know exactly. be able you know be able to yeah be able yeah, to, re- yeah, yeah, be able just... to recre- you know recreate it in, in a hangar someplace you know mm-hmm. more than likely it's going to be you know they're gonna look at this stuff much like say Isaac Newton would look at a a, a, a smartphone <laughs> you know it's just sure. like oh my gosh, it's witchcraft get it you out don't know up. what you have
0: Well, I'm gonna give you, and this is one last scenario of maybe one of these days we'll get the the disclosure from an unexpected. I was reading a story today about these people that bought a house that was in their neighborhood. It was a a hoarder had lived there, Mm -hmm. that had fallen into disrepair. They kind of bought it and they were gonna flip it. They go in there and they find two safes, okay? One of them had been opened and robbed, but the other one, which weighed 4,000 pounds, they finally got it open. And it's full of ammunitions, pictures of strippers, uh, a bunch of stuff. Apparently, whoever was there was blackmailing people. It's like, God knows, jewelry, 4,000 pounds safe. It's huge. Mm. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know, one of these days, somebody's going to buy some 60-year-old house. And they're going to find something in there. And they're going to open it. And there's, the, there's E.T., you know, mm-hmm. you know, frozen in the thing. That could happen. Yes. I'm not, you never know. You know, somebody that, that did come across something that said, hell, I'm not calling the government on this. <laughs> Forget it. I'll keep it to myself. Puts it away, stores it, whether it's technology or a body or, you know, pieces of a ship, whatever. It just puts it away. keeps mm-hmm. keeps quiet, you know? Yeah. And then 60 years later, somebody uh, like these people, the house is totally wrecked and they just came across these things piled it was a hoarder whoever was there at some point was hoarding stuff and they come across these two safes and one is a four thousand pound safe with a bunch of stuff in it you know they said that like really questionable like um even uh stuff that they say had to look in other words that they were saying they weren't going to say what it was but that they were going to have to turn it over to the authorities Mm -hmm. okay so again you know you you know we always think of you know either the government or the corporation but you never know there might be this one solitary person who's got the key to everything
1: uh we have the there's a chapter in our most recent book uh alien artifacts mm-hmm. available on amazon.com right yes <laughs> of course uh Uh, uh, that was written by uh, Calvin Parker. Now if you're not familiar with Calvin Parker, Calvin Parker was uh, uh, one of two men who were involved in a very bizarre UFO abduction in Pascagoula, Mississippi in uh, uh, 1977. Well, uh, uh, Calvin, after he had this experience, he basically, you know, he wanted nothing to do with what happened. You know, we had talked about this earlier about how some people it just uh, completely ruins their life. Is, it was.
0: Is Calvin the younger one?
1: Yes. Yes, okay, he's he he's the one who's currently still alive.
0: <laughs> right, I was going to say I don't want to assume, but yeah, okay. Go yeah, ahead. right.
1: Uh, uh, so I mean, he basically uh, uh, ran away and just got out of the limelight and tried mm-hmm. to forget about his incident. And it wasn't until years and years later that his wife and his daughter actually, you know, said to him, you know, people need to know what happened with you. I mean, you know, you've got the the media reports. You know, but uh, you've never really come forward to to say what happened to you. So, so he actually, with the help of uh, uh, Philip Mantle. Uh, who who has a a publishing company out of uh, uh, the United Kingdom uh, uh, wrote a book about his his experiences and and you know this is somebody who you know he could have easily have come clean and said yeah you know me and this other guy when we were younger you know we you know, we, we we faked everything and uh, you know thought it was, we a, it, was sure. it was a
0: slow fishing day
1: yeah yeah uh, but instead you know he's just like nope it 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 all happened it it, it happened exactly uh, uh, like I said uh but um the, the piece that, that that we have in in our book he talks about how shortly after he came forward again after he was you know uh, an adult that um he was brought into contact with um uh Jesse Marceau uh, uh, you junior know, the the gentleman who was you know involved with the original Roswell case and the mm-hmm. two met up and uh, uh, Mr. Marcel uh, told Calvin that he actually still had some pieces from the Roswell crash. That he had managed to keep these things and to keep them secretly and that he had them in a box in his house, and, and I can't remember if he was that oh. where he. I think he was living in Texas. Uh, it's. Uh, I'd have to go back. You'll <laughs> read the right, article right. again. Uh, but but anyway, that he still and he had like this uh, this place like behind his hot water heater in the basement in his house. You have to remember, you know, he's an old man at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, and he, he doesn't really have anything to lose, but, you know, he just wanted, you know, to talk, you know, with the, you know, with this guy, I mean, you know, here they, they, you know, they have something in common and I guess he showed uh, Calvin the box and the pieces inside and that, um, you know, uh, 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 Calvin was uh, was going to go and uh, uh, visit him again a few months later but mr marcel had passed away and so oh. he has no idea if that box is still hidden in that house right. or whether or not he was a- you know marcel was able to pass it along before he died or or what But, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's a perfect example of a situation that, uh, you know, something like this could someday come out that would blow everything out of the water.
0: Sure. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Somebody that didn't didn't go to the media, didn't go to the government, didn't say anything and said, you know what, I'm just going to keep this stuff and maybe I'll wait for the right time. The right time never gets there. Years go by. And then it happens. Or like Mm -hmm. what you just said, the person dies. You know, that 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 that's a great. I think that maybe one of these days that might turn out to be. Everybody's got, you know, then, you know, that would be fantastic. What a great story that would be.
1: Well, and you know, unfortunately, the problem is, is that with a lot of this, because you know, I mean, there's. Uh, As we point out in this book, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of stuff that has been found that's been Mm -hmm. associated, you know, with uh, UFO encounters, uh, uh, crashes, other, you know, bizarre uh, circumstances. But the strange thing about a lot of these items is that they appear to be very terrestrial in origin, even Mm -hmm. though they obviously came from a very, uh, very unusual circumstances. Uh, uh, th- th- there was one place, uh, one situation that happened in, uh, um, um, gosh, what was it? Uh, Grand Bluffs mm-hmm. um, in uh, 1977, where people saw this red object flying uh, uh, over uh, the uh, far end of town close to uh, the, uh, the levee. And it came down and uh, when people got to the scene, they found, they said it looked like there was a giant sparkler on this levee and there was like this huge mound of molten metal that was actually flowing down this levee, you know, like you would see from a Mm -hmm. volcano or something like that. When the police got there shortly thereafter, this metal was still molten, you know, uh and, you know, a meteorite never hits hot. When a meteorite comes down, it's cold. All right. Uh-huh. They, you know, you see on the movies and stuff, you know, a meteorite right. comes down and, you know, there's fire and debris. Uh-huh. You no, know, it's it, it's not like that. This and, and, I mean, there was like pounds of this material that nobody could explain where it came from. You know, it, it's not like that anybody could hoax this. Because you would have to have like a, like a, like a vat, uh, a, a steel vat, to be able to transport this molten metal to a location and then dump it out without killing yourself it's, and the people impossible. involved. It's right, impossible. right. However, when an analysis was done on this metal, it was found to be iron, just plain iron. You know, it had it even had it even had slag in it, you know, like you would expect,
0: you know, like uh, in one of those foundries or something. Yeah,
1: like yeah, that. exactly. And and there were foundries, you know, in uh, in this in this area. But again, people and a number of people saw this thing first flying in the sky and then come down and, and you know, and, and land on the ground. Uh, so where did this stuff come from? You know, Good it, question. It, yeah, it could not have been a hoax. And if it was part of, say, an extraterrestrial spacecraft, why is it just iron that obviously appears to, you know, come from terrestrial sources? And 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 we see that in a number of these fascinating cases, where um, uh, uh, there there was a case in uh, in uh, um, South America where uh, over this town people saw, you know, like UFOs flying around. One of them dipped really close to the ground, kind of tilted and ejected a stream of silvery of a silvery substance. Afterwards, people went and looked and splattered on the streets and on the houses and on laundry that was hanging uh-huh. up, you know, like between windows right. was this, the, the solidified and it was a metal, but it turned out to be tin. Just regular old tin. Now the unusual thing with this and some of the others is that some of the other elements that were included with this tin in smaller quantities were wildly out of proportion to what you would normally find under uh, just you know everyday smelting conditions. You know, uh-huh. Okay, you know you're always going to have certain other elements you know in. You know, something like tin first of all to make sure that it is tin <laughs> you know you, right. you got to have some other and then just in the normal uh, uh, refining process you know, there's there's you know elements and, and other materials that just you know are, are part of the process well these no, what should be normal elements were out of proportion to what you would expect under a right, The manufacturing condition.
0: process if you want to call it that was something yes. that we didn't know how to do that. That right. way with the tin, yeah, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, and you know, and, and you know, the big thing now is that you know you can use uh, uh, isotope uh, mm-hmm. uh, detection to determine whether or not that the uh, the elements you're dealing with actually uh, uh, came from Earth or from you know, some other planet. Because, you know, supposedly, you know, a different solar system, the isotopic ratio to the elements would be different than what we would find here on Earth. So far, some of these do have different isotopic ratios, but it's still not conclusive because, you know, if you have a satellite that's been in orbit for a while, that may be enough to alter you know the, the 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 isotopic ratio, you know, in the mm-hmm. in, in the metal. But some of these cases, the metal has been, or or other materials, not just metal, has been discovered before we were even sending, you know, rockets and satellites up into right, space. So how does so, that?
0: Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Tim I want to thank you so much because it has been I, I'm like I have so many I mean I, we could go into so many areas with this because like you said this this everything is interrelated it's just not UFO ufology by itself as a standalone I think mm-hmm. everything connects to everything else whether you want to call it under the paranormal umbrella and I know there's people that are very strict about let's you know let's let's not cross the stream shall we but yeah. I agree with you <laughs> that, that uh, there, there's somehow or other one thing is Whether on purpose or by coincidence, they share something. You know, God knows what it is, you know, Um, but yeah, that I could ask you about. But it has been absolutely fascinating. And for my podcast listeners, because I want to have a link in the credits of the show, what is the website that they can go to?
1: Sure. They can visit my website. It's uh, www.conspiracyjournal.com. Dot com, I'll say that again. Conspiracyjournal.com. That's a. Uh, 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 I share the site with uh, you know myself. You know, used to be part of, uh, of 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 Tim Beckley's Interlight Global Communication uh, uh, system that uh, that we all participated in since the death of of Tim Beckley. You know, I've uh, carried on with it and uh, hope to continue to do so for for a number of years uh, to come. But I always say that it's got all the weird news and information that they don't want you to know.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> you know, or, or you know, God knows. Again, thank you so much. It has been absolutely wonderful talking to you, Tim. By the way, do you have other books in the in the works?
1: Oh yeah, well you know we're 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 always in the process of uh, we're we we're, we're trying to adopt uh, 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 Tim Beckley's methods. I mean, all of us worked for Tim Beckley and worked mm-hmm. with him, and uh, while he was alive, we're usually working on about five books at the same time, you okay. know, to various degrees of production. So we're trying to pick up you know that gauntlet and okay. uh, and and carry it forward and continue that process. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's been a little bit difficult uh, 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 trying to, to get back up again to do that. But, uh, sure. but we, are, we are doing that. And, yes, we, we do have several other books that are currently in the works. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, at least one more out uh, before the end of the year. Before the end of the year. And many more to come.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. I hope you'll come back so we can discuss some of those books. And I mean, we've got so much we could talk about too.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, anytime. I had a great time uh, talking with you tonight. And uh, I hope your uh, viewers enjoy this as well.
0: Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow. You know, that's like, oh, boy, that was good. <laughs> because to me, it's like, you know when you talk to somebody let me tell you that he's written a lot of books I was I mean I you know usually with a lot of my guests that you know especially if they release something I I look at the you know you know on Amazon you can you get like a you can preview it you can read a little bit of it and I was reading this last one that he put out which is is uh titled uh Alien artifacts, incredible evidence of exotic material from UFO encounters, which is really interesting because, which is part of why I was asking him that, you know, because we always think of sightings or abductions, but you know that there's a part of ufology which is people have recovered artifacts. All right. Sometimes maybe, you know, I know in some cases there's people that is photographed, let's say, crop circles or um, some type of uh, proof. At this point, besides, obviously, you could, t- you know, talk about it, you know, of, um, where they say, you know, burn marks or, or maybe a craft has come down. But there's people that have actually found like what he was describing that came off in South America. And, and it turned out to be tin, but let's face it, <laughs> what type of, that we know of man-made ship, let us slip a sheet or a, a spray of melted tin. Right. And again, it's what he's talking about, that sometimes we think that these extraterrestrials, they have these unknown materials from maybe their planet, that that's what they how they get around or what makes things work. And maybe not. Maybe they maybe they did. And maybe they ran out or maybe they're using some of us like, you know, when in Rome, do like the they're here, they're using what they can from here it be really interesting if some of these extraterrestrials let, let's go down ET lane they're stuck here they want to leave but they can't there's whatever it is that that they need to make them be able to leave back to the planet they don't have it the best they can get is some of the materials we have and it's like okay we could use this to get around and hide but not to take us back to where we want to go to or to or from you know wherever it is that we're headed or back to where they came from and they've been around, but not because they really want to. It's just because they're stuck. <laughs> That'd be funny. Here we are thinking they're like they want to conquer us, and they're like, "No, we just we just want to leave, but we can't." <laughs> so we keep dodging you guys. You're driving us crazy. <laughs> oh, you know what? Why not? There's so many theories out there floating around about UFOs and extraterrestrials, and nothing is impossible. Nothing like what Tim was saying. We shouldn't discount any possibility that comes into that area really we can't and, and again people sometimes mistake that if you listen to an idea or theory that you accept it or you you like oh i agree with it or you buy into it not necessarily you can have an open mind you can listen to it you can hear it you could even discuss it but that doesn't mean you're like oh yeah you're right absolutely i believe you what you said no now that between that you know you have like what they what, you know what do they call the open door policies like i'm willing to listen to you even if it's really way out there and i may not agree with it but that's great because that's really how sometimes a lot of great you know what comes of you know people just present their ideas their beliefs their observations their theories blah blah blah, blah, blah their hypothesis and then somebody turns out to be right or Somebody says something to you that before you actually explored it with them, you're like, no way. What? That's crazy. And then when you hear it, you're like, man, wait a minute. There's something there that 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 makes sense. Man, hadn't I thought of that? You know, like, like an exchange of ideas kind of deal. But yeah, I think I totally agree with Tim, especially in these areas. You always need to keep an open mind, even if it sounds at some point fantastical. That you're like, yeah, whoa. So you saw what was it that alien writing on a unicorn? Hmm. Okay, I'm not. I'm just using that as an example, but you can always say, "Hey, maybe that's where the unicorns came from. It's their ET's horse. It happens. I mean, God knows that there's a lot of things now. The only question I have, which is, why? Now, why have the government decided now to con- go before Congress and all these people? And, and as a matter of fact, from what I understand, they didn't even really bring the right people. To, you know you know how you, you, you go before Congress and you talk about your experience or whatever it is? I think they were talking to people within the government instead of bringing in, whether it's people who have had their own firsthand experiences or people, let's say, like Tim, that have interviewed a, a bunch of people and have written books, have maybe had their own experiences or been exposed to it. Instead of bringing these type of people in, you know, if we're going to talk, UFO, talk about UFOs or whatever they are, let's bring in people that can bring in a lot of pictures, eyewitness testimony, or their own personal experience. No, they were talking to other people in the government. who oh, by the way, it's really weird. All of a sudden, you know, once upon a time, being in the government and saying you were a contactee or an abduction was like, Well, you're about to like be, you know, kicked out the front door. You know, nobody in the government especially or any of these agencies having to do with this wanted to ever admit that they were they had seen anything, nothing. Now all of a sudden you get these people in these agencies saying that they've been abducted or they've had contact with UFOs. And it's like, what? What? How did that happen? You? An abductee? A contactee? Um, You know, call me cynical, but I have good reason. And I'm not a cynical person, by the way. I'm not. I'm kind of naive when it comes to that. But I, I can't help but think there's something off about the timing on this. As in, you know, why... Why have you, for years and years and ages, and if you believe some stories that there's there's even been people that have been, because they're going into talking about things that they shouldn't, like, you know, uh, you know, hey, this person is going to talk about, or is exploring, or is going to write a new story, or is interviewing. The next thing you know that person is bye-bye or mysteriously, you've never had any suicidal like ideation commit suicide or, you know, jumped off the building, you know, that kind of deal. Um, yeah, it's, if, if some of these, if you go, if you believe that, if you believe that version of it, if they've gone through all this trouble to deny it, to keep it under control, to in some cases, like he was saying, You know, anybody that was aligned with either the UFO community, make him look like a kook. You know, there's a lot of ways you could do that, by the way. In other words, damage their credibility enough that when and if this person ever wrote a story, a book, uh, did an interview... there would be people that say, hey, do you know that that person supposedly blah, blah, blah. In other words, you know how how they say that if somebody goes to trial, if there's a reasonable doubt, you can't convict, well, it'd be the thing like, you know, besides the fact that you're talking about something really outlandish, I heard that you were kind of a kook, you know, and that's it. And that's how they do it. They put that crack in the armor and then that person, yeah, you'll get some people that'll believe them, but their credibility is shot. Again, if all this effort has been made to keep, control of this whole ufo subject when i say ufo i mean extraterrestrials ufos whatever you know all of a sudden they're having meetings about wanting to discuss it Uh, i don't know there's something there's something there that to me tells me okay you want to do this because you want to be transparent about extraterrestrials visiting the earth you know there's people that have sometimes lost their their credibility their jobs and where you've hushed them up people would say see things and you know they shut up because they knew it was a career killer and now and and I heard and, and and this worries me that I've heard that I can't remember this gentleman if he's a senator from which state middle in the midwest saying something about that they need to look at people feeding out misinformation about ufo something like 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 the conversation that me and tim were having you know like in other words we're gonna persecute or you know anybody that's putting out false information like it's like wait a minute what do you mean yeah, let's let's face it when we're talking let's say that conversation me and tim were having is like Theories, theories, experiences, him talking to people, stories that you hear. But like he said, there's never been any definitive proof, okay? Like I said, short of the mothership landing on the lawn of the White House, which is like, okay, where do you go from there? You know, it's scary to think that having conversations about something like UFOs, which people have been talking about for God knows how long, all of a sudden could be verboten. Like, oh, you're putting out misinformation about UFOs. What? Of course. I don't know. That you know that 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 concerns me when to think that they would consider that uh, a viable idea. Instead of one of two things. Either great, we need the public's help if you want to come forward and give us your information or your proof. Or two is like, oh whatever. <laughs> let let the plebeians, you know, have at it. Let them talk all they want. When you see, when you see, uh, again, it, it always comes back down to control. The reason, who knows? Anyway, guys, I hope you liked the show. I really enjoyed talking to Tim Swartz. again. I'm going to have a link to his website on the credits of the show. You can find all his books on Amazon. Uh, you can, of course, look it up by his name, and <clears throat> if you look like a, for his author profile, it's going to sh- point you in the direction of all his books. Again, don't forget to go to my website, MiamiGhostChronicles.com or MPPellicer.com. And there you have links to any of the videos, the podcasts, to sign up for my Substack uh, articles, anything. Uh, and you want to send me an email, that's where you can do it from. And uh, like I said, I'll give you more information about the book that I'm going to be releasing. You know, what's I'm going to set up for uh, pre-order on Amazon. I just, I need to iron out a little bit. Uh, some stuff there. And like I said, people don't realize it's not only the writing part, it's the editing part, man. That like will eat up your time. That's an effort, but you got to do it. So again, guys, please <clears throat> come back every week. I have so many great guests coming on, okay? Some of them are brand new ones like Tim. You know, there's others that are new. You know new uh or you know like i said i have um, i have some people that they've now they've written books let's face it some of them i last interviewed them two three four years ago five years ago and between now and then they've got a lot has happened in their lives just like everybody uh they've written new books they've gone and done different things new endeavors so basically it's almost like having uh a new a new guest on all right so again but if you have any ideas as far as subject as far as guests as far as you have a story send it to me marlene at miami and we'll take it from there all right so until next time thank you for spending this time with me take care